The Cleveland Browns and cornerback Denzel Ward have reached an agreement on a contract extension that will make Ward the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. We will break all of that down and Brown's first set of organized team activities set to kick off this week in Berea. We've got all of that and more on your latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things doll pound. LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Floyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. We appreciate everybody. Takes the time to make Lockdown Browns their first listen day in and day out. Today's episode of the LOB is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts big news out of Berea today as the Browns start this week their first organized team activities of the 2022 NFL offseason we get some big news out of the building today um most of everything's supposed to start tomorrow but a little bookkeeping done here today the Browns and cornerback Denzel Ward have agreed on a five-year contract extension worth over $100 million with over $71 million guaranteed. Denzel Ward is now the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL. Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith is along for the ride. We're going to chop this down, get to a bunch of other Browns news and related topics uh, as we are closing and inching into the 2022 NFL draft. Uh, Denzel Ward. The fourth overall selection in the 2018 NFL draft. The Browns cornerback won since the day he walked in the facility. His play on the field has done nothing to disappoint up until this part, uh, to this point. Um, maybe a little missed time here and there due to health, due to COVID, whatever the reasons were. But Denzel Ward, the pick at four overall in the 2018 draft, has absolutely played out in spades. Um, His play, his big playability, his ability to help turn momentum of a game, his uh, interception last year on the road in Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati driving to start the game, looking like it was going to be another difficult week for the Cleveland Browns. Ward picks one off, takes it 99 yards to the house, changes momentum of the game, changes the reflection of the game as the Browns went on to go ahead and win that game. we knew it was going to be, you know, a, a costly extension to get it done with a player of Denzel's ability. Um, his agent Tory Dandy, they able to sit down, get it all done. Obviously, one of the one of the things here for Denzel Ward, his camp was, you know, even though it may not mean much now, it's signing that contract that says you are the highest paid corner in the league, which he probably will be until the next one, most likely signs. But Pete. This Browns defense, and we've talked about this, one of the biggest bright spots of 2021 was the defense, the growth of the defense, the coming together of the defense. Um, and we actually just talked, if it was not last week, the week before, about the fact that the Browns technically only had two cornerbacks under contract uh, going into 2023. But Denzel Ward locked in um, you know, with featured players and playmakers on that defense, John Johnson the third, Grant Delpa, Jeremiah Usukoromo, of course, Miles Garrett. Um, locked, loaded Browns defense. Uh, it is ready to go, and it looks like it's ready to go for the foreseeable future. Right. Uh, 
the Browns have their big three sort of locked up with Watson, Garrett, and now uh, Ward. Um, they've got Ward and Greg Newsom locked up for at least the next four years. Um, so there's a lot of sort of direction this gives you. There's a lot of sort of sort of setting the tone for what the Browns are going to be. Uh, they've got this five-year window at least with Watson and Garrett. Um, so locking up Ward to keep that going uh, certainly makes sense. Um, he's coming off the best season of his career. He is only – he's going to be 25 at the end of the month. Um, so, it, you know, if there's more in there, the, the Browns prime – you know, Browns should be getting all of their prime – uh, years of the various careers. Um, there are some question marks. Uh, there is some risk. I don't worry so much about Denzel Ward busting necessarily on this contract, but um, there are there are reasons to wonder if he's going to be able to live up to it. But um, you mentioned uh, Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase plays a huge factor in why Denzel Ward got this contract. Uh, you know, you you have to play the people in your division. Um, Denzel Ward, they only really played once, uh, since, since Jamar Chase was in there for like a few plays and they basically turned and threw it to him twice to get him some, um, yard mark, uh, before they got him out of the game. But in the first game, Ward was great. Obviously had the pick six, like you mentioned, um, Burrow threw 12 incomplete passes in that game. Seven of them were intended for Chase. He caught six for 49. Um, you know, that was not common for, for Chase, in his rookie season and, and when, when he wasn't a huge factor is because somebody else was um, none of those things happened in that game. And the Browns dominated um, to the tune of 41 to 16. So um, if you're looking at the, at the division, you're looking at trying to contend and you have somebody who has at least shown the capability of matching up with chase. Uh, that's a, a, a certainly a, a big selling point. Now, we had talked about this, Pete, and you know, we had mentioned maybe what the availability of Denzel Ward was, what the actual return for a player like Denzel Ward could be. Obviously, Andrew Berry, Cleveland's coaching staff, they felt you know drastically different, even to the point where they're going to, you know, went to the lengths of making him the highest paid cornerback in the league. And that's always a sticking point with these types of things. Obviously, it means something to agents, certainly means something to players, even though everybody kind of knows it comes, you know, basically, you know, wrapped in a soft plastic that, you know, the saying, the line of being the highest paid so-and-so doesn't last very long. Um, but it, it's something, you know, you at the time you at least want to have happen to you. Who knows? Jairi Alexander could pass this. We'll see. Um, you know, a cornerback that we loved coming out of that same 2018 class. Um, but Pete, now here was a team, you know, that everybody speaks so, you know, heavily about as far as being, you know, um, analytic influenced you know Nick Chubb now resigned for the future both guards Wyatt Teller Joel Batonio both signed for the future uh you know of course Miles Garrett of course Denzel Ward the key here Pete is to <laughs> navigate work find dig up find yourself really really good football players and if they don't disappoint you Make sure that you can keep a relationship going with really good football players. The Browns have found that. They have established that. I love the fact that there is glue now to this defense. There is building blocks. I'm, certainly there's going to be you know names rotating in and out here over the next few years. But come to Cleveland, play well, 
play hard, and they have no problem keeping you around. Well, the Browns have exactly two guys that are on major contracts on defense. It's Ward and it's Garrett. That's it. Everybody else is a rookie or relatively short-term. Like John Johnson is certainly a, a big piece, but he's only under contract for two more years. Now that could certainly extend longer than that, but they don't have anybody that makes a lot of money. I mean, Jadevian Clowney was their, their other premium player, and even he was only on a one-year deal. If they comes back, he's probably going to be on a one, maybe two-year deal. Uh, but that's it. It's it's the only two guys who are sort of really entrenched, and certainly have, they have guys like JOK and, and some of these, Greg Newsom, guys that they certainly hope can can be major pieces for this, but they're on rookie deals for a while. So, you know, whereas offensively you've got Watson, you've got – uh, both guards, you've got Nick Chubb at least for two more years. This might make that more likely to be the case than three. Um, but you have a lot of – you don't have a lot of guys that are on big deals on this team anymore uh, because they moved on from guys like Austin Hooper. Um, and Amari Cooper is sort of in this weird little – you're not entirely sure how long he's going to be around. <coughs> but the bottom line is that Ward is one of about basically – Five guys are on major deals for this team. Um, clearly, that says what they feel about him, his value to the organization as a person, um, and his talent level. Um, but, you know, he's going to make more than Jairi Alexander for about 20 more minutes. Um, and then he'll be the top <laughs> guy. But I guess the questions I have with Denzel Ward, certainly a, a tremendous cover corner. Um, he basically misses a month a season, which certainly would make that $20 million per season bite at you a little bit more. And then the other question I have um, is <clears throat> heading into year five of his career, has any of his four years in the league would you have paid $20 million for? Um, so, you know, obviously you're, you're, you're hoping that it's about the future that we're, that we're just going to get continue to get better. I guess the other thing with him is how much more is there in him he's not going to get bigger he's not going to get faster so i mean hopefully he'll continue to get wiser but if he can <clears throat> if he can do those things if he can stay healthy and if he can continue to get better then you're you know you're going to sign up for this deal all day long um, but if you're not then you may end up in a situation where you certainly you don't necessarily regret it you're just necess you're just sort of wanting more out of it so, once again, uh, the Browns' Denzel Ward reach agreement, five-year contract extension, north of $100 million, guaranteed money, north of $71 million for the time being. Denzel Ward is the highest-paid corner in the NFL. Uh, something that we talked about and wondered about, you know, whether or not there could be you know, an avenue there for maybe the Browns to move on from Denzel Ward to recoup some of the you know draft allocution that it costs to bring in a player like Deshaun Watson. That is not the case. Andrew Barry, and he's been working these deals apparently since he was 10 years old. Andrew Barry gets his man, Denzel Ward, in Cleveland for the foreseeable future. We're going to get back here and talk a little thoughts here about uh, OTAs about to go down this week in Berea. We're going to do some general draft talk here as it's creeping up, folks, about 10 days away, the 2022 NFL draft. Pete Smith along for the ride with Jeff Floyd on your latest Locked on Browns. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting, stats, and sports info. 
Find all the sports de- latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs, and of course, the start of the MLB season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Pete, this week, obviously, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson will be in the house. Uh, first opportunity, you know, to be seen here, obviously, as far as your new quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. You know, other first-timers will be coming in this week at all. First one, I want to get to this. Pete, I, I don't assume he would be here. I don't assume th- they would want him to come. There's no way Baker Mayfield is anywhere near Berea this week, correct? I wouldn't think so. Um, I think it's weird that, you know, the quarterback everybody wants to talk about won't be there tomorrow, and the quarterback no one wants to talk about is going to be there tomorrow. Um hopefully that you know we'll see what happens obviously um you know as Watson starts to do actual football things um that may give us more to talk about but like right now nobody wants to say a word about him which sort of underlines how just uncomfortable the situation continues to be on that front but uh you know obviously Mayfield's still trying to figure out where he's going next um you know, with talks of potentially going to Carolina, I still don't rule out Seattle. I still don't rule out Detroit. I still don't rule out Tampa or Tennessee, although those two, the last two, um, would probably require the Browns to eat a ton of money to do it. But, you know, Carolina um, can talk all about how they, they, you know, maybe they don't like Baker Mayfield all that much or he's too much like uh, Sam Darnold. If you're Carolina um, – you might be more interested in staying employed. And at that point, Baker Mayfield, you can say what you want about him, but healthy, he's good and can obviously win you games. So it's, you know, it's funny to me that it like, I, I like Seattle can afford to not get Baker Mayfield. They're going to suck. Uh, and it, like, they're going to be bad. And I think they're okay with that. Maybe Carolina can't afford to be awful again. They just can't. And whatever you think about Matt rule, and he's an interesting guy in terms of how he's gotten to where he's at and all these other things. I I can't see them having another bad season and, and continuing to run with that thing. I mean, look, they paid him a billion dollars in a contract that goes on forever, but like Carolina, at least the fans and the way that it's covered, it's like already pretty contentious down there. So, um, you know, whatever, you know, bad, you know, taste that, that Baker Mayfield leaves because of things he said or whatever, which don't really matter that much. He, he makes them a better football team. And ultimately, I think that's what's going to sort of get this thing done one way or the other, whether that happens before the draft or after, um, whether these teams want to sort of see uh, what they're going to be able to do in the draft, or if it's as simple as um, – maybe Carolina doesn't want to give up draft picks this year and they want to give up draft picks next year um, because they may not be there next year. They, they can sort of maximize everything they get out of this draft and then trade Mayfield uh, for future assets. Uh, That seems like the most logical situation, but you know, we'll see what happens, but um, yeah, I I can't imagine he's going to be there. I I, I don't imagine it it would be good for really anyone uh, if he, if he were to show up. Uh, it, it, look, it's that, you know, even, you know, if nothing had happened in the trade, it never had happened. Um, you know, he, he, he would have been here, but not here to do any work. Uh, obviously, you know, 
there's no way he's ready yet on the timetable was always, you know, you know, be working towards training camp. Um, But that does bring us to this, Uh, you know, Pete, I mean, again, we have no idea, you know, what the ultimate tale will be with Deshaun Watson, as far as, you know, all availability for 2022, limited availability. Nobody knows here. Um, But this will be the first time, you know, new quarterback Deshaun Watson takes the field. Obviously we're going to get to see Amari Cooper, uh, you know, some of the other newness brought in here, you know, the development and, you know, seeing where maybe some second players like Jeremiah Wusukoromoa are at. I, well, you know, I never know what uh, J.O.K. I should have probably thought about that one a little bit further. Um, maybe a good chance Jeremiah Wusukoromoa is not in yeah, town this week, obviously. With I don't all think that he's, he's going to be there. Which, you know, is understandably so, obviously. He and his family, obviously, a lot on their plate still. Um, and, and that's what matters in that regard. But, you know, getting to see players like Greg Newsom here now who have, you know, had an offseason under belt, know what the NFL life is about, able to, you know, dictate an NFL offseason in order to, you know, amping it up, getting ready uh, to start to get back into the sw- swing of things here this week. Again, not a lot of changes on the coaching staff. Um, you, so that is a plus here. But, uh, you know, number four is coming to town. I mean, obviously, everything is going to be analyzed, overanalyzed, then overanalyzed of the owner, overanalyzation. Um, it, it's, you know, it's it was this was slated to happen. And these, you know, these OTAs always go down right around before the beginning of the draft. But the player itself, Sean Watson, the quarterback, he's in town. Well, keep in mind that both Deshaun Watson twice both in the press conference and in the interview he did with uh, Nathan Zagura for Cleveland Browns Daily, and then Kevin Stefanski at uh, the, <coughs> the breakers in Florida at the owners' meetings, both were hyping up uh, the 18th, which obviously get, then got changed to the 19th, but uh, they were hyping this whole thing up. Like, this is a big deal, and I get it from Deshaun Watson's standpoint. You haven't played football in however long. You've been, you know, working out, throwing, and all that stuff. Like you've been waiting for this forever. So I totally get it. Like he actually gets to go and do football things. Like he has to be excited for Kevin Stefanski. This is his first off-season program ever because of COVID. Those things weren't there. So I totally get it. But I also think like they are trying to build this thing up because they want guys to show up and they want like to get a lot of that sort of awkwardness with Deshaun Watson like done like I I I assume Miles Garrett is going to be there I assume Den- obviously Denzel Ward's going to be there to sign his contract if nothing else um, but I think that's also because they want these guys there to be able to sort of like symbolically put their arm around this guy um, not only for fans but I do think for teammates in some respect and be able to say like <laughs> You know, this is what we're doing. This, you know, this is this is our guy. We got to get to work. We got to sort of do this, and they want to, you know, turn the page on that. So that's a big deal. So I, I you know, that you're 100 right. If like we get, uh, wow, uh, if we get uh, uh, like tape of him throwing footballs to anybody, which by the way, I assume Anthony Schwartz is going to be like attached to this guy at the hip. Um, mm-hmm. Then yeah, we're gonna analyze it and look at it and all this other crap. Um, but uh, I I do think it's actually a huge deal for all the reasons you you mentioned. And weirdly enough, the Ravens have just released uh, wide receiver Miles Boykin, uh, apparently unable to trade him. Which I'm not saying that the Browns are gonna round and sign him, but it's at least interesting. Um, 
height, weight, speed guy. But yeah, like so. Look, it is a it it is a big deal for this team. They have built it up to be a big deal. They want like and look, they cannot wait to get football things going because if football things are going, then it's going to at least yep. take away some attention from the other things, which you know is an unfortunate reality of this. But like at some point, football will take over, uh, and wow, Browns are doing stuff too. Um, Football is going to take over, and that's going to sort of be part of the story. It doesn't mean the trial stuff is going to go away or any of that stuff is going to change, but it, it it's at least going to advance the conversation and 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 float, and put it into a point where you can actually see the thing that uh, that that the Browns traded for doing what they expect him to be great at. Uh, by the way, the Browns just re-signed Sheldon Day, signed Stephen Stephen Weatherly, and signed Jamarcus Bradley and Michael Dunn. So that's uh, interesting because Steph. I don't think we, but the Browns haven't. Browns haven't had Weatherly before, have they? And Stephen Weatherly is not a name I am familiar with. No, sir. Like I, I know who, where he's from. He's been with the Vikings at points, so you know, of course, we couldn't freaking resist. But uh, he's you know just a another pass rusher type. So there you go, more depth. Um, we'll get to that here uh, a little bit here. Uh, yes, look, the Browns, obviously a little, you know, movement here um, with back in business, back in the facility. Um, players coming into the building this week, obviously, for OTAs. We're going to get to a little bit more here. Your latest Locked On Browns, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith in the house. Everybody, you all know about Bill Bars. This is the time of the year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions. But not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a res- resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you are missing out on one of Bilt Bar's best-tasting bars. The puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They are fluffy. They are marshmallowy. They are not just a protein bar. They are a treat. And they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, also good. These are going to be your new favorites. All built bars are covered in 100% real chocolates. And again, yes, the puffs are included 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. Typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com. Scroll down the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low in calorie, high fiber, low carbs. Most of the bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it, it'll be delicious, and it'll be good for you. Outfield Bar, it's all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how it works, but they seem to pull it off every time. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Now, Pete, as you mentioned here, uh, Browns uh, getting a little busy, uh, I would say here. Uh, you know, some names coming in here. Uh, Stephen Weatherly. Uh, Stephen, Stephen Weatherly uh, is by no means uh, a baby. Uh, Seventh-round pick in the 216 NFL draft has spent time with the Vikings, of course, the Panthers at Vikings again, the Denver Broncos in 2021. Pete, but this is 
I mean, all actuality here, we're talking about a guy, you know, for all this time in the NFL, 106 total tackles, eight and a half career sacks. This is a guy, it's nice to have him in, but there is no necessary, there's no guarantee here, Pete, that this is, you know, something that's going to be long-term. Sheldon Day, though, a little bit more interesting in the fact that he has roots here. He was one of the guys who did play well on the interior last year. So just, you know, basically starting to basically round up the boys and, you know, it's time to get to work. Yeah, Stephen Weatherly, uh, he stinks. I mean, that's he's a body. He's like a lesser Joe Jackson, Porter Gustin, if you're honest. I mean, he hasn't done anything. Um, he's not even as good as Ifiado Adenabo. Uh, Ifiadi Adenabo. Um, look, to me, that, you know, Stephen Weatherly is like the ultimate example of just how bad the Browns need to attack uh, the edge in this draft class, in addition to whatever they do with Clowney, uh, because they're, they're terrible at it and they have no real path forward. So they get a guy that's sort of like on the roster, um, which is fine, but they, 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 they're just not enough. Um, you know, the other guy, uh, defensive tackle Sheldon day, he's fine. Um, he's not the answer to anything. Um, you know, he, he will give you some reps, uh, but the Bronx have four defensive tackles on their roster. And I, I don't think any of them should start a single game this year. So like, it's the same thing. I mean, like you're, you're, you're getting guys to fill out your roster with the understanding that those you're not done. Um, those are guys who can play, pull, uh, fill, fill a roster spot. I mean, it, it wouldn't be a surprise to me to see, um, to see day end up back on the practice squad at some point. Uh, Certainly a valuable player in terms of what he brings to a locker room and and professionalism and and being sort of a veteran guy, but it just underlines how bad the Browns are defensive tackle. They they don't have a single starter in that group at this point. Certainly I think Tommy Togiai has talent, but I can't say, Hey, he's ready to start in 2022. Um, And, and same with Jordan Elliott, Jordan Elliott hasn't done enough to to warrant anything. So you've got four backup defensive tackles and you need some starters. Um, look at it this way, Pete. At least now you can say, um, why don't you two go get a drink and we can get the other two on the field. So, hey, at least you know, they have that going them for themselves here for at least, you know, uh, we're trying to get OTAs this weekend. Um, I do have a couple of draft things I do want to get to here, Pete. We're 10 days away. Um, and, Pete, are, are we, is anybody confident? in what exactly the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to do with the number one overall selection? Um, I expect they're going to it take seems Hutchinson. so weird. Okay, go ahead. I think they're going to take Hutchinson. Uh, I think the, the Jaguars have gotten to this point where now they just want, like, dudes they can count on, um, both not just on the field but off of it. Uh, now, if they want to swing big and go nuts and get, like, what I would what I would call Bizarro Miles Garrett in uh, in the kid from Georgia, more power to him. Trayvon Walker, but he, Trayvon Walker is legitimately Bizarro Superman. He has no idea what he's doing when it comes to rushing the passer. Um, like you're you're basically drafting a guy and you're saying we're going to figure this out. Which okay, I mean I'm not saying it can't happen, but it's like taking Darko Milicic in football, which by the way, the NFL is going further and further, further into in terms of how things are going, especially at quarterback, but certainly at some of these other positions. So you could take Trevon Walker and you could end up with Tyson Jackson. 
you could take Trevon Walker and maybe he ends up being, I think, I think the comparisons to Daniel Hunter are terrible because Daniel Hunter relative to what his team LSU was doing at the time, he was super productive. Trevon Walker is not productive at all. Like did not do anything in terms of production. It's, it's just, it's dishonest to compare those people. You can say that Daniel Hunter didn't put up, uh, like monster numbers, but he was absolutely productive. So um, that's why if it's me, I'm terrified. Like I, I understand why somebody's going to do it because you don't want to pass on that guy and then have him come back and absolutely d- destroy you. But it's difficult to look at it and go, yeah, he's going to be the franchise. Like y- you're saying that you're hoping that he's going to be miles Garrett. And I, and, to this point, there's no indication he can be other than he can run really fast and play the run. So, like I said, you may end up with Tyson Jackson. Um, at this point for the Jaguars, um, even if Aiden Hutchinson doesn't turn out to be one of the Bosa brothers, doesn't turn out to be Miles Garrett, um, you you know, and ideally, if you were Jacksonville, by all means, you'd want to get out of this pick. Um, but this is what happens when you have a draft without a quarterback. Um, you're in this position here for the second year in a row. Trevor Lawrence, hopefully in year two, um, you know, just continues the developmental path as being the guy down in Jacksonville for a very, very long time. You just need to go out and get somebody that you know you can count on here. And I think with Aiden Hutchinson, it is that type of player, that type of motor. Um, so I, I, I'm not too surprised it would be that way. I am not totally convinced that Jacksonville is not going to try to, you know, they are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they've had a tendency in the past to, uh, you know, kind of go rogue with some things. Um, so it wouldn't stun me if all of a sudden they go Trayvon Walker, but let's get to the quarterbacks here, Pete. I mean, not only does anybody know which quarterback is going to be the first one drafted, nobody knows which team is going to be the one to gamble on it. And the pressure that comes down to NFL front offices from ownership and in regards to selling tickets in regards to selling merchandise, it's all about the quarterback zero confidence in this quarterback class as too far as to if whether or not anybody can be, and it's not a question of whether or not you can be good. If you're going to go early as a quarterback in the NFL draft, you need to be great. What quarterback goes first, Pete? And if he does, where the hell does he even go? Um, well, if you're asking me project, I don't know. If you're asking me what I, what I think the way I think teams are thinking is they're going to, they're going to swing big. Um, they're going to go for it and take the toolsy guy that they think has superstar traits, um, which could be Malik. Certainly Malik Willis is in that conversation. Um, you, you look at him and you, you go, he, he has game breaking speed. He can, is a terrific arm and we got to figure out the rest. Um, that could be great for you. Uh, I don't, you know, he's nowhere near to me as good as Lamar Jackson was coming out of Louisville, but, the same thought process comes into play. Uh, you know, is he closer to that? Is he closer to say Tarvarius Jackson coming out of, I think Alabama state uh, who was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, I think in the second round, but he was super athletic toolsy, huge arm. And, and it just never worked. Um, I think that is the thing, but the, the deal is if you swing and you miss Okay, then you go and get another one. If you hit it and you get like a single, it doesn't really help you in the way that teams are viewing uh, quarterback position. Like the Browns 
you know, the Browns are obviously prepared to go into next season with Baker Mayfield. They, you know, when they initially were rebuffed by Deshaun Watson, they're prepared to go with that. But there was no expectation that uh, he was going to be the the long term answer. It doesn't mean he couldn't play himself there, but the Browns, with their pursuit of Deshaun Watson, made it clear they were going to get a top ten quarterback. You know, arguably a top five quarterback, and more and more of these teams are doing this, which is part of the reason Baker Mayfield finds himself in the situation he is. It's also why Jimmy Garoppolo finds himself in the position he is. Um, you are more teams are just content to be like, okay, we're going to suck, and then we're going to swing big and hope it works out. Um, I, I don't think that's a really. It's certainly not a fun way to watch the NFL because at least you know <laughs> a, a league full of. Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo's, you know, guys like um, just those average, average-ish quarterbacks who can get hot and have a have a big year are at least fun. Whereas, you know, Marcus Mariota is probably not going to be a whole lot of fun to watch if he's actually starting quarterback this year. Um, but the teams are content to lose like that. So, to me, I think Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter are going to go earlier than Kenny Pickett. Uh, it's which is based on nothing but where where I see the trend at. Um, I, I don't have anything against Kenny Pickett, but I think if people are honest with themselves, I don't think they're going to say we see a top fifteen, top ten quarterback. And if and increasingly, it just it just seems like if we're not getting that, why even bother? Because it's just ultimately going to be um, put us in a position to go looking for that. And the thing is, like even if you do that, let's say. You know, and this is why you can take Kenny Pickett is ultimately you take Pickett and you basically go, we've got four years to find his replacement or five years if he goes in the first round. And you then take that big hack at that point. Um, because even if you're an average quarterback, being an average quarterback on a rookie deal is fine, but you don't want to pay anything more than that for, um, you know, anything less, anything less than being a top tier quarterback, which is why you have these weird ass contracts with, Kirk Cousins and, and and Derek Carr, which give these teams the ability to sort of bail on these contracts pretty quickly because they're basically saying, like, you're getting a ton of money, but we still think we should be looking elsewhere, which is troubling in the case of Derek Carr because he's, he's more than good enough. But um, it, it's damning of Kirk Cousins, who's getting paid a lot of money to sort of be a placeholder, and that's tough. Um, and now, uh, Miles Boykin, who was released from the Baltimore Ravens, keep in mind the Browns do hold the 13th spot in the waiver claim. Miles Boykin, six, three and a half, 220 pounds. Uh, strangely enough, hands a little bit, uh, smaller than 10 inches. Uh, Raz score, relative athletic score of nine, nine, four, uh, when he was coming out in the 2019 NFL draft. Um, it's not really been a big factor. Um, in Baltimore over the years, 33 receptions, but seven touchdowns. Um, great, great athlete, vertical jump, 43 and a half, broad jump north of 11 feet, uh, three cone, six, seven, seven, runs four, four, two. If this is a player the Browns would like to go ahead and scoop up and bring in here, uh, all for it. Uh, so, you know, great athlete, good size. Again, not maybe if somebody, you know, that we can guarantee would be somebody that would make the final 53. But if you're going to, um, you know, look for traits, and that's always what this front office does. Players like Miles Boykin certainly should be somebody that's on the radar here. We'll see how that plays out in the next day or so for your Cleveland Browns. He is Pete Smith, Browns Digest, SI.com. Uh, obviously, Pete uh, with and the team over there with, you know, 
eight, you know, eight or nine so days before the 2022 NFL draft. Uh, continue to pump out information, obviously giving you all the latest Browns coverage, if, uh, you know, including Denzel Ward now re-signing five years, over $100 million, over $71 million guaranteed, the current highest paid cornerback in the NFL. Uh, we've got to discuss, you know, some other thing here, you know, OTAs, you know, the rival of Deshaun Watson, most likely the no sighting of Baker Mayfield. Some thoughts here on the draft. And then, of course, Brown's making a couple of moves here as they are ready to take the field tomorrow in Berea um, for 2022 first session of organized team activities. Make sure you are, again, checking everything out at Brian's, at Brown's Digest. Make sure you're following Pete at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. Uh, we appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you're following. Subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast. Leave those five-star ratings, written reviews. And this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.